0: played podcast this is the show where we're going to talk about all things video games we are here to talk about the latest news and rumors and about the games that we've been playing uh, whether you're a casual gamer or a hardcore fan I think you're really going to find something interesting here um, every week we're going to be doing this show uh, right now it's it's Wednesday or sorry it's Tuesday night um, we're going to be doing the uh, the show on Friday nights primarily this is episode zero. Uh, it's like a little preview, um, mini trailer, and we're also gonna be talking about the PlayStation Showcase that's happening uh, tomorrow. I wanted to get a, a discussion in before that happened so we can talk a little bit about it now, and then on Friday we'll recap what happened at the event and uh, a little bit more about it. So join us every week for that kind of information, the news, the new games, any rumors, and things like that. Um, and we're also going to talk about what games we've been kind of playing the past week or so, and uh, and all of that. And we'll I'll be joined by a co-host every week, so that'll be kind of fun and exciting. This is, as I said, just kind of the initial trial, so there's a little bit there. Um, anyways, it's time to sit back and relax. I'm your host, Warren Curtis. Um, as I said, we're going to talk about the gaming, we're going to talk about the reviews, we're going to talk about, you know, all sorts of news and stuff about that. I'm not a gaming professional, I'm not an insider, I'm not even a journalist. Um, This isn't my full-time job. Uh, I'm not even an influencer or anything like that. I just love gaming and I'm very passionate about it. I'm a parent. um, I'm almost 40 years old, so, you know, there's quite a bit to consider of different point of views there. Um, My producer, as I say, will be joining us on, on the other episodes as we go forward so things will be a little bit smoother for things like that as well um, where can you find us you can find us on YouTube all of our con- content is going to be archived on YouTube under the username Ameren Studios um, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Ameren Studios and that is a m a r r e n studios uh, you can subscribe to the audio version of the show wherever you get your pods And be sure to like, follow, and subscribe, um, and comment, give us thumbs up, all that stuff, because it helps other people find us, and, you know, we got to beat that algorithm together, right? Uh, With that said, let's kick off and start talking about the PlayStation Showcase. Uh, The PlayStation Showcase is happening tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, what is that, May 24th, and it's happening at, I believe they said 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, that's 4 p.m. Eastern, so uh, I'm not going to be able to talk uh, over it, but I will definitely be watching it and then be able to recap it a, a little bit later. Um, so I was thinking about how to do this, and I think the best way to kind of talk about this show tomorrow, because there's going to be things where we know we're going to be there, and there's going to be things that um, maybe we kind of want to be there or hope to be there or could be rumored to be there. So... I think the best way to do it is go through the all of Sony's first-party studios. they got a fair few of them. We'll talk about what they're doing or what they could be up to. And then we'll talk about the, the big third-party uh, partners that Sony has and um, kind of what they could be showing or, or revealing there. And we'll, we'll try to distinguish in between um, known quantities, so things that are confirmed to exist, and rumors and also obviously a wish list or, you know, pipe dreams. Um, And we'll also talk about like, whether that is for sure going to be there, you know, based off of kind of obvious business decisions and things like that. So why don't we get into that part of that? So first studio up, we have Bend Studio. Um, Bend is known for games like Days Gone, Siphon Filter, um, they did the PSP ports of Uncharted, uh, what was it, Uncharted Golden Abyss, and I can't remember what the other one is off the top of my head. Um, they also did, or it, that, the second one was the Vita, it was the trading card game, if I'm not mistaken, I just can't remember what it's called. And then uh, they also did the Siphon Filter for the PSP. Um, but Days Gone was their most recent thing, and it wasn't very well received. Uh, I think the fans liked it. The critics were kind of cool on it. I think it was a low 70s on Metacritic. Um, with that in mind, I don't think we're going to see a Days Gone sequel. I think that's out the window. The creative lead in charge of Days Gone left the studio, uh, what, I think in 2020. Um, they have said they're working on a new IP uh, around the open world kind of aspects of it. So that's been confirmed. And they confirmed that back in 2021. So I think it's about time that we see something out of them that might be a little bit more um, ambitious, uh, a little bit more... I th- I say ambitious. It's got to follow that Sony um, pipeline, uh, the, the Sony formula, the over-the-shoulder um, kind of mythology that they do about their their game building. but you know, puzzle solving, things like that. A lot of their stuff is is based off of that. But I think we're going to see something a little bit more ambitious, maybe a little bit more fringe, because that's what the studios seems to be really good at. And I think it'd be pretty pretty good bet that that should be there. I'm not going to say it would be confirmed. I would put that in like a likely or, or highly likely. Um, it is kind of a shame because uh, that studio was also working support on the last of us remake that just came out, um, alongside the TV show on the PS five. So, but they got pulled off of that because Naughty Dog wanted a little bit more creative control. And, uh, and makes me think that if they had all these people that were helping with, um, the last of us remake and they weren't working on this new IP, what could they also be working on? And, uh, with the fact that they already worked on the Uncharted game series in the past and the fact that Naughty Dog doesn't really seem to want to do anything in the Uncharted series, I would love for them to do an Uncharted game. Um, Uncharted is one of my favorite IPs out of Sony, if not the most favorite IP of theirs. Um, and, you know, that's that's a fever dream. That's a total <laughs> total wish list. You know, Dear Santa, I want an Uncharted game. But I think that would be a cool idea, them making an Uncharted game, not a Nathan Drake game, I should say, like something maybe a little more fringe, uh, in character wise, you know, let's see what Sully was like when he was maybe Nathan's age, um, things like that, I think that would be kind of a really cool, uh, idea, anyways, uh, moving on from them, we are going to go over to Ben Studio, um, Ben Studio, or sorry, not Ben Studio, (laughs) Just did Ben Studio Blue Point. Um, Blue Point did a little, well remasters and remakes for a long time, and they were really good at them. They did a lot of the Soulsborne uh, games. They they did Demon Souls. I believe that was their most recent game, which was a launch title for the PS5 in in a remake. Um, they were acquired by Sony, I think, not long after that, and. They've said they're working on a new IP and, you know, I I think that's probably why they wanted to get acquired is so they could have the backing to do a new IP um, and get out of just doing the remasters. But obviously Sony's very interested in doing remasters and Bloodborne has been rumored for a long time to to get either a remaster or a remake. I think a remake is probably more suiting since it's what Bloodborne I think was 2015. So... A remake out of them for that, I think, is, is highly likely for that. And maybe we see this new IP. I think maybe it's been long enough we see something out of them. Um, they're a very versatile team. They have a recipe for these remasters. Uh, they did phenomenal work on, on the Demon Souls game. They did phenomenal work on the Uncharted... Uh, what was it, The Thieves Collection or something like that, they called it. The first three Uncharted games remastered on the, on the PS4. Um... They did really good, and we need to get these these older games, especially PS3 games, l- unlocked out of that PS3 era. Because outside of the uh, emulators and crimes, there's not many ways to play those games unless you have a functioning PS3 anymore. So it's, I think that's something that um, that is important that they should also be working on as well. Uh, so I'm going to say deaths, or sorry, I'm going to say probably close to confirmed on. On the Bloodborne remake, it's it's never been confirmed, but it's rumored and it's highly uh, highly solid rumors, I guess, very well sourced rumors from a lot of different people. Jez Corden, Jeff Grubb, everybody's been saying it, um, and I think uh, I think it's probably going to happen. The new IP, less likely, I think, gets shown tomorrow, but. It it's sh- it's about time. I think timing-wise, it should be there. All right. Next, the big one, Bungie. Um, keep on forgetting that Bungie got acquired by Sony, and in the same breath, I keep on forgetting that Bungie doesn't make Halo anymore. That that's three four three Industries. So it's it's tricky. But Bungie obviously known for Halo. That's their big fish and Destiny. Um, when they got acquired by Sony, I believe it was Sony. Well, Sony said it outright that they wanted to leverage Bungie's experience in doing live service games and to help them with their live service game program. Jim Ryan has these huge ambitions of having 10 live service games come out and he needs some, at least one of them to land. And Bungie would be very key uh, to helping make that happen, I would think. Um... They do have a new ip they have said they have a new ip in the works i believe it's slated for 2025 at this point they said that mid pandemic too so it could very well be something that um that comes out in 2025. i think it's too early to to tease that but in this day and age when you're trying to build up teams and, des- or and Bungie is definitely trying to build up teams um it's important to go, hey, this is what we're working on. This is the cool stuff you could be part of. Come work for us, not those other guys. And Bungie, you definitely see that happening on social with Bungie trying to attract people and say, hey, you could you know, work for us in all 50 states and Canada remotely. You don't have to move. You can just work wherever you are and and, uh, and log in and work. So I think that's indicative of their progress in that. Um, And it's also indicative of of the need to say, hey, come work for us, give us a reason. So, that's interesting uh, to think of it that way, but I think more than likely, I don't think that new IP is very likely to be shown off. I think that would be next year's showcase at the earliest. um, Unless it's mad ahead of schedule, which nothing in gaming ever comes out ahead of schedule. on the other hand, they also spun up a new studio in, I believe I want to say Amsterdam. So they have effectively doubled their footprint. They, um, they're they working on licensing deals and things like that. That's a big part of why they like the Sony acquisition because Sony knows how to leverage their their intellectual properties into other media like film and TV um, and Bungie needs help doing that. So I'm imagining there's going to be a Destiny something or other TV show or something come. Um, Again, don't know anything about that for sure, but it just kind of makes sense. You connect the dots, right? Uh, as far as what I think will be there, we'll be, we, we know there's Destiny 2 content all the way through 2024. right? They've laid out their roadmap. They said this is what's coming. I think they even have titles for most of it. Um, I think we're just going to see the next big chapter of Destiny 2, and we're going to see what that looks like. We're going to get a cool trailer and uh, and see what's next in that universe. And I would put that at highly likely. Alrighty, Fire Sprite. Oh, yes, Fire Sprite. I always get them in Firewalk mixed up. Uh, Fire Sprite is the VR studio that just did Horizon Call of the Mountain. Um, I don't think we're going to see anything out of them. Horizon Call of the Mountain for PSVR 2 just came out uh, when VR 2 launched. What was that, February? So we're probably not going to see anything out of them unless there's maybe some sort of expansion for it or if they had some smaller VR title kind of almost done that they polished up and finished. Um, VR 2 is in a weird spot. It started to sell really fast again. It had like a little lull and then it picked up. I think that's because they finally put it at retail in in the US. Um, So you know, we'll see but I don't think they're going to have anything to show there. I don't think there's anything out of them. Um, Firewalk. Firewalk is the other studio. There we go. Uh, that we always uh, mix up with Fire Sprite. Uh, Firewalk is a brand new studio. And I say brand new. It was founded in 2018. They have not released a game yet. But it was founded by the former CEO of Bungie, Harold Ryan. And um, they've been working on a live service IP. They got acquired mid-pandemic sometime by Sony, so Sony liked what they saw out of them. And, uh, I don't know, I don't think, was it mid-pandemic? It was Haven that was mid-pandemic. Firewalk, I think, was just acquired last month. Firewalk was just acquired last month. Firewalk was April of this year. Pardon me on that. Um, Anyways, Firewalk was uh, was making a live service game. It fits into Jim Ryan's live service game strategy. Um, they obviously liked what they saw if they wrote a check. And it's been since 2018. I think there's something there to show, and I think it's very likely we're going to see it tomorrow. Um, almost guaranteed. I'm, nothing is ever guaranteed, but I would I would hedge money on it, in my personal opinion. Alrighty, next, Gorilla Games. Now, Guerrilla's interesting because, you know, they're known for Killzone before, uh, and, then, and then obviously the Horizon games, which... Um, there's been some controversy over like the DLC and things like that, and review bombing and things like that. But I think they're very well done games. Um, I think they're fun. I think the story is good. I think the acting is tremendous. The scene, the setting. I think they're they are very good games. Um, Horizon has also put up a lot of uh, ads for or uh, for new hires. There's not Horizon. Sorry, Guerrilla has put up ads for new hires and they're focusing on multiplayer um, uh, positions and people that know how multiplayer coding and and development in that um, positioning so I would think that there's maybe a horizon multiplayer game of some sort might be a standalone thing coming and I would think I don't know for sure this is me just speaking from uh, the gut But I would think with the passing of Lance Reddick, who is a huge part of the Horizon series, they need to take a breather a little bit and figure out how they're going to wrap that up without him. Um, Lance Reddick playing Silence, very important character in the story. And I think uh, think they need to figure out what to do since he's no longer available. Um, And they need to do it with respect and justice, obviously, to Lance Reddick and his fans. So taking a little bit of a break off of that, uh, letting the team develop a, a multiplayer game in the Horizon universe kind of really makes sense. It's a hot property. It also has a TV show coming out. So, and, you know, if you do it right, if it is a multiplayer game with some live service aspects and keeps Jim Ryan happy with his, with his numbers, so there's a possibility there. I don't think it's likely we see anything out of them. That's you know, Horizon Forbidden West just launched properly last year. Um, we just got the DLC just recently, the Burning Shores DLC. There was only one DLC pack for the first Horizon, zeroed on. I don't think we're going to get more than one for Forbidden West, unless they want to do a narrative tie up in order to kind of complete a little bit of things before they move on to Horizon 3 proper. But I, th- I believe also Horizon 3 is in proper full development, but I think this online thing might come out sooner. Um, of course, you know, I'm thinking live service games. I'm thinking what you know Jim Ryan has given their guys marching orders for. and uh, and Herman Hulst, who's the, I hope I said that correct, he is the head of PlayStation Studios worldwide. Um, he was also the head of Guerrilla games before that. Uh, he holds Guerrilla games in a very high regard, so giving them a task and, and the tools required for something like that, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, I would love to see a Killzone live service game. I think it's a good property for that. Maybe not the best, but under the right hands with the right people, it could very well be a super good game. Um, but that that's a long shot beyond all long shots, right? I think they've they're done with that IP for now, and maybe another studio within Sony picks it up. And maybe Sony hires somebody to make something in that universe if there is interest. I I don't know, but. I, I doubt it comes from Gorilla unless um, there's been a massive spin-up of, of hiring done over there. Um, so to recap that, I think uh, Horizon Multiplayer is probably in development, but we're not gonna see it this year. That might, be, that might even be just a state of play and a tweet and send that out. Could be something as simple as that, we'll see. Um, next, Haven Studios. So Haven is another new studio. Um, it was founded by Jade Redman, who is the uh, one of the developers behind Assassin's Creed and uh, a bunch of those titles over at Ubisoft. I believe uh, she also worked on Far Cry Four, I think. And then uh, she subsequently left and went to EA. They did Star Wars Battlefront Two. And then she left and she formed Haven. And then Sony has bought Haven. Haven hasn't released a game. So obviously, yet again, Sony went in, they saw whatever pitch it was, whatever idea it was, they saw, and they liked it. And they went, Yeah, we'll back this thing and we'll buy it. You know, they didn't just pull out the checkbook and say, Hey, here's a bunch of money. Let's make it exclusive. They pulled out the checkbook and bought the whole place. And this place is staffed with, uh, Very senior people from from Ubisoft that made, you know, Far Cry 3 probably one of the best Far Cry. I think it's the best Far Cry game out there. Um, Far Cry 4 wasn't bad at all, and she was behind it. Um, You know, it didn't do anything new, but I don't think it broke anything personally, and I think narratively it was a very fun game. Um, And then you have all those people and all those talent there that were kind of stuck in the Ubisoft uh, let's-do-the-same-thing-over-and-over-and-over-again cycle. You know, something new out of Haven. I think that that's a cool idea. So it's new IP. It's probably going to be a live service game. I think it's it's likely. I, I It still feels a little early. The, they were acquired mid-pandemic. It's a rather new studio. But I don't know how quick she's, she's worked on it. I don't even know what engine this stuff is in. It could be in Unreal 5 and be mostly ready. I don't know. I really don't know. But let's call it middle of the road, likely on a likely scale of one to five, it's a three. Um, Ooh, house Mark has Mark made returnal. And before that they made a bunch of like arcadey games for, uh, what do they call it? The PS4 arcade, whatever it was on the store. Um, but yeah, they made returnal launch title for the PS5. I think it's pretty simple what they've been working on. Probably a returnal sequel. Um, you know, it's it's got that roguelike kind of aspect to it. Uh, they got that DNA. They kind of changed a little bit of the recipe a little bit with it. But Returnal was was a pretty good game. It wasn't a must-have, but, you know, it's a high 70s, I believe, scoring game. So, you know, yeah, let's do that again, right? And I think it makes sense. And it's about time. You know, it's been since the beginning of the, the PS5 generation since that came out. So they've been working on something. They could have something to show that comes out late this year, early first quarter, first half next year. So there could be something there. Um,
1: I'll call that likely. Yeah, We'll call it like a four, likely. All right, Insomniac. The magical studio that is Insomniac. Doesn't matter what you throw at them,
0: they seem to churn it out. Um, Ratchet & Clank, Spider-Man, Wolverine, uh, Resistance, the f- first-person shooter from the uh, PS3 era, the, this studio is just magic. And in a very short turnaround of time, they, they did the Spider-Man for the PS4, and then they did a like a remastered kind of boot-up of it. They did the Miles Morales release on the, at the beginning of the PS5, and then they did the Russian Clank of uh, Rift Apart last year. Was that last year? Yeah, that was last year. I think that came out. Might have been the year before. Anyways, you know, they just churn it out and then they announce that they're doing a Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine games. You know, two other games. Like, they have three teams working away in there. And at least uh, Spider-Man 2 comes out this fall. It's going to be there, guaranteed. It's going to be at the show. If it doesn't open the show, you know, it'll be right, it'll be one of those moments in the show for sure. Um, Wolverine, it was announced right beside it. Could that be next year's game? I don't know. Like, what's the big holiday game for next year? We don't know that yet. This is when we would find out. So I think, I think we definitely see a lot of Spider-Man 2, and I think we probably see a very detailed cinematic, at least, of of Wolverine, you know, kind of a set expectations thing, what this thing is going to be like, because what is Wolverine game going to be like? You know, does this claws actually rip things apart because if it doesn't and it's rated t for teen for that kind of reason it's not going to really hit the core audience so they need to uh they need to make sure they're doing what they're what they need to do with that but yeah i think that's what we see from i think it's almost all guaranteed like spider-man 2 is guaranteed wolverine is a very high likely um so i think we move on from there to London studio, which is primarily done VR, but they have a new IP. It's, um, it's a cooperative multiplayer game set in like a modern alternative reality version of London. I am not sure I, everything that I've seen about it doesn't necessarily say it's a VR game and they have worked on games in the past that aren't VR, but they've been primarily focused on VR. Um, and that's been in development for quite a while. So I think it's, it's likely we see that. I think that's like a four out of five on the likely scale. Um, There's not really much I can say about it because I really don't know much about it. Nothing's been leaking. I haven't seen any reports about it or anything. Um, Media Molecule, Little Big Planet and Dreams. Um, Dreams shipped, what, I'm going to say 2020, maybe 2019. Um, I think they're done with Little Big Planet. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I think we, we see what might be next out of them, whatever that is. I don't know if it's a new IP. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, an extension of Dreams, but it'll be their typical idea of a game, which is a creative canvas, non-game game, where you get to make a game or art or a thing using their tools that they give you. And, uh, and chances are that's what it is, because that's what they are very good at. And bonus points if they can get Stephen Fry to narrate it. Um, Do we see it? Maybe. Maybe. I don't think it's been long enough, and I know there's been some turnover, especially at the top over there, so I don't think it's necessarily something ready to be showed off yet, but I could be wrong. Oh, Naughty Dog. The big boys. So, Naughty Dog, Last of Us, Uncharted, and the original Crash Bandicoot, know what else can you say about them um factions the last of us factions was supposed to ship with last of us part two and then it didn't and then they were like oh it'll come a little later we're just gonna you know work on it a bit more and then it didn't and then they were like yeah you know what it kind of turned into this thing so we're going to release it later as like a thing and it's going to be really cool and you're going to like it and it still hasn't um but last we heard and when i think it was um when neil Druckmann was doing the press tour and all that stuff for the last of us hbo show um he was asked a bit about it and he said you know we got a bit to show you when it's ready um but you know stay tuned kind of don't change the channel kind of attitude so i think i think it's time for that i think it's very much time for factions to come out um you got to strike when the iron's hot and the last of us is hot, hot, hot right now with the TV show. Um, The remake just came out and sold quite a few copies. Uh, I think it's time. And it also fits into that live service thing. So you kind of see a bit of that going there. I don't know what it would play like as a live service because what are you going to do, get skins? Oh, here's, you know, dirty black jeans to put on your character, dirty, you know, Red shorts, or you can have a dirty Ariana Grande outfit, or something. I, I don't know what it would be, but it'd be interesting to see um, what they've done for it. And I think there's a possibility that we get uh, we get something out of The Last of Us uh, proper, because not everybody's working on this factions thing over there, right? Especially at this stage in the game, you know, a lot of the base, you know, rudimentary stuff has been figured out, so a lot of that kind of core stuff can be figured out for their next title I don't know if we get a last of us part three quite yet but I could see how you know they did the last of us the you know the mini story um I could see of th- them doing the last of us like 2.5 and giving us a, another story out of the universe to hold us over in a shorter you know tastier thing um just a little bite-sized snack of the last of us I think. I think we can get something like that. Not guaranteed, but I think that's, you know, maybe likely. Like, three and a half out of five. Um, definitely this this Naughty Dog uh, factions game, though. I think that is... I think that's five out of five. I think that's got to be there. Um, yeah, Nixus. Nixis or Nixies. I always do this one wrong, and I always get corrected on the other way. Um, they do PC ports, of uh, PS uh, PS games, and that's pretty much all they do. And then they got bought by Sony so they could keep doing that. Um, I don't think they're going to do their own IP because all they do is, all they've ever done is port PS uh, games over. And that, they kind of got a good recipe for that. They got all the tools and the equipment for that. And they're just doing it. Um, I think Horizon Forbidden West is, is due now. It's been out for over a year. It's, it's time to get it onto the onto the other platform uh, at PC and let's go. Um, maybe we see God of War Ragnarok uh, get announced for PC, you know, hey, coming soon. But I think we probably get a date for Horizon Forbidden West. So I'm going to say, like, a four on likelihood on, on Horizon Forbidden West, a highly likely, and a, and a solid maybe for Ragnarok. Polyphony. Uh, well... They did just release Gran Turismo last year. Gran Turismo 7. Um, I don't think they're going to have a full title if they have anything. I doubt it. But I could see them putting together something because they got this movie coming. And the movie's looking actually surprisingly good. Um, It's got Orlando Bloom or Orlando Zoom, whatever you want to call him in that. Uh, It's got David Harbour. Um, It looks good. It looks interesting. Um, Which completely caught me off guard. And I think... You know, Sony being the planning ahead people that they are, I think they very well could have like a mini something in the Gran Turismo universe, maybe a bit more arcadey, less simmy, or maybe a gimmick to it. But I, I doubt we see anything at the show, to be honest, out of them. Um, you know, it takes them a couple of years to turn around a Gran Turismo title. We just got seven last year. They're still uh, putting up cars and stuff for it. I, I doubt we see anything like that. And, this year. San Diego Studio. Um, MLB the Show just came out. Probably not ever going to do another game other than MLB the Show. Um, they did uh they they could have some content or because the game just came out, baseball season's just kind of getting underway. You know, let's talk about it. Let's do something. I can see them throwing a sizzle reel up there, showcasing maybe some of the content that they have with the other leagues and things. Um, But I don't think there's anything new there. Uh, Maybe a a two or a three, you know, uh, maybe likely.
1: Kind of in there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be anything major. Santa Monica. Well, they just shipped God of War Ragnarok
0: last year. It's what everybody likes, what everybody wanted. But almost one game of the year, it it fit the recipe. We know there is no more God of War within the Norse universe. You know, they're they're moving off into another thing with whatever it is next. But we know that they have something. We know they've been working on something. We just don't know what it is. I don't think it's ready to be shown yet. Maybe next year. Probably not. But, you know, what, what was it, uh, 2018 to... 2022, so that was four years for God of War, in between God of War and God of War Ragnarok. So I would say it's probably going to be about the same for the next thing, unless they were working on them at the same time, a little bit of overlap, which is possible, but I don't think so. I don't think they'll have anything there. And they've never done DLC, as far as I know, for the God of War, unless I completely missed it. So so I doubt there's going to be anything there. Ah. Sucker Punch, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Infamous Sly Cooper, pretty good studio actually. And those Infamous games rock. Ghost was Ghost caught everybody off guard. Um, uh, Ghost of Tsushima 2, very much going to be happening. They're doing a movie. They're doing. Uh, they're going to be coming out with another game it's pretty likely we see it it's it's about time um I would say it's a four I think it's highly likely that it's there even if it's not a this year thing and it's a next year thing I think we at least get you know the the splash you know the the PlayStation Studios sucker punch splash with yeah a little scene or something I think it's likely Uh, Team Asobi, um, they, they make the, the, everybody got the Astro's Playroom with their, their, uh, PS5, they make the Playroom games, the Astrobot games, um, very notably absent from our, uh, uh, PSVR2 lineup was a Astro VR game, which, like, come on, It's, it's not rocket science, you need to have that, I think maybe it's just wasn't quite ready yet, um, Team Asobi was part of Japan Studio and Japan Studio got folded and Team Asobi got kind of split off and turned it into its own thing. So I think maybe just with that change and how things were operating um, with, in the middle of the pandemic, I think that could have slowed everything down, especially the way it, Japan got really hit hard with that. So I think that's a, that's a likely thing that we see. Um, they need to support that, that PSVR VR. They need to support that big time because, if, well, if they don't, nobody's going to buy it, right? Like it's that's the important thing. And if you got to play the long game on it, I think, um, and and prove to other people why you don't just go get a, a Valve Index or go get a Meta. Like Metas are so cheap; you could just go get a Meta thing and play that, right? Or if you want the superior experience, you know, you go get your PC and go get your Valve Index, right? Um, so why the PSVR too? Like, and you got to do that with content, and that's the only way to do it. Uh, Third-party peeps, um, Square Enix. Well, we know they're going to be there because Final Fantasy 16 is in like two or three weeks, something like that. Um, so that's going to be there, and if that doesn't open the show, it'll be right up there with it. Like, I think it's a fifty-fifty shot whether. It's Spider-Man opens a show or Final Fantasy opens a show. I think it's I think it's fifty fifty. Um, you know we're also about due for something at a Dragon Quest, but I don't know if you'd put that in the same show that you're doing uh, Final Fantasy. And I don't even know if you'd necessarily need to co-market it with Sony. You could do that, at, you know, your own thing at Keeley's event there, uh, Summer Games Fest. You do something there with it. Um, could be a Tokyo game show, something. But I think we're also due for some Dragon Quest content. So, and then, you know, Squeenix has 100 studios making NFTs or something, so I'm sure that there's going to be something else out of them, right? Who knows? Um, and, yeah, they're not very leaky, weirdly enough. But we'll see. We'll see what comes. Konami. Well, there's a lot of leaks here. Um, Konami's best known for like Silent Hill, Metal Gear Solid, Pac-Man, disappointing all its fans, you know, just straight-up abandoned everybody there for a bit. Started opening up chinko machines and casinos and stuff. Cool. Anyways, um, we know we had that Silent Hill blowout last fall, and we know Silent Hill 2 is getting remade by Bloober. We have a bunch of new Silent Hill content coming. Uh, like, there's a mobile, there's a standalone, like, uh, what was, i want going to say Revelations or something. There's a Silent Hill kind of, like, anthology thing or something like that. And there was, I believe, the new Silent Hill. Um, so any of that could be there. Uh, I think the Silent Hill 2 remake is pretty likely to be there. Uh, in, some, in, you know, a considerable way. Whether it's a CG trailer, I, I don't know if we're going to see gameplay. Um, I hope Uber stays on task with that game and doesn't do what they've done with a lot of their other stuff. I hope they just keep the narrative the same, keep the, the game largely the same and just kind of update it and modernize it and make it appealing to a newer generation. Um, the other thing that has basically been confirmed by absolutely everybody but Konami is a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. Metal Gear Solid 3 was PS2. It was called Snake Eater. They did do a subs, what was it called? Substance, substance, something like that. I think back in like 2010 or whatever, they did a, a remaster, re-release of them. I don't want to say a remaster, but like a repack of, of those Metal Gear Solid games, which were all very solid games. Um, Snake Eater was really cool because it had a, if you never played it, It had um, all sorts of different systems, and it was very Hideo Kojima. Um, It had all sorts of different systems and things in play with camouflage and with poison and food, and the narrative was just crazy, as Kojima's very good at. And it was just a very good game. And I think it is a very good game to gauge further interest in Metal Gear games. Um, You know, Konami's sitting there looking at what Capcom's doing. You know, they're looking at the window, peeking through the blinds and going, man, Capcom is making all this money left and right every time they make a Resident Evil game. And then they turn around and re-release a Resident Evil game that they already made, and and they make even more money. You know, look, look at Resident Evil 4 this year. It was a near-perfect game. You know, um, I think Konami would be really short-sighted to not invest some money into that, and just take a, a handful of their Pachinko coins, and throw it at a studio to slam together a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3. And then you're bringing back one of the classic, one of the most requested games out there, at least one of the most requested series, I think the best example in that series, um, for a new generation to play on new modern hard- hardware. And then, you know, if the fans are beating down the door, then that's when you make a new Metal Gear game. And, uh, and go on. I don't know how successful they... Like, We've gotten non-Kojima Metal Gear games, but he laid the groundwork for what that universe is, and I don't know. It'd be interesting to see, I think. But uh, that's got to be there. Like, that's got to be there. It's all but confirmed by everybody but Konami. Um, Sony reportedly, and this is according to Jess Corden, if I remember correctly, so when the Windows Central guy is running down PlayStation leaks, you know it's a pretty good leak. Um, he confirmed it was a uh, a timed exclusive to PlayStation. So, like, it's it's going to be here. It's got to be here. Where else would it be? And apparently it's pretty, like, it's, it's long. It's almost good to go. So I think it's going to be here. So uh, recap that. Uh, Silent Hill 2 remake. We're probably going to get something out of that. Maybe a release date trailer. Um, Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake I think that's going to be one of those surprises that could be the one more thing although I can't it'd be difficult for me to see Sony do a one more
1: thing with the third party but we'll see so we just talked about them a little bit but uh, Street Fighter 6 is like a couple weeks away so that'll be
0: there guarantee that um, I don't think we're going to see anything out of Resident Evil. Long shot, we see like a, a, an announced trailer for the
1: next Resident Evil. But I don't think it's, it's ready yet. And uh, Exoprimal, it comes very soon too. I think right after Street Fighter and around Street Fighter. Exoprimal, for those that don't
0: remember, it's the game that looks like it's Dino Crisis with the red-headed female lead. But it isn't called Dino Crisis, it's called Exoprimal for some reason. Um, anyways, yeah, it looked fun, it looked very Capcom-y, so I think it might be neat. We'll see what that com- uh, what that looks like, but I think both of those will be there, Street Fighter Six
1: and Exoprimal. And
0: then we'll see. Uh, Kojima Productions, well, at Keeley's event back in, uh, what was it, the Game Awards, I guess, was the last time we saw them together. Um, he showed off Death Stranding 2. He showed off a cinematic trailer of Death Stranding 2. So that's coming. I think we get another one of those or something in that vein. Sony owns
1: Death Stranding as, a, as an IP. Um, so I can very much see that... Uh, they I
0: don't think they have the publishing rights to it, but I think they own the name. It's kind of confusing. But anyways... Um, we could definitely, I definitely could see that being there. Otherwise, anything else out of Kojima is probably going to be at Summer Game Fest with, uh, with Keely, who is Kojima's best friend, obviously. So, you'll know, we'll see that. But Death Stranding 2, pretty likely. Kojima loves his trailers, he loves his, uh, doing like long cinematic things. So, probably be there. Tekken 8, um, obviously, Bandai Namco. Um, Bandai Namco usually does their own event. Um, I don't think we really need to uh, to think about all the other things that they're doing that could be at that event, because that would be at Summer Games Fest or Gamescom or TGS or something. But um, Tekken 8, being a fighting game, uh, Sony owning the, the that big fighting series, what is it, uh, XO or whatever it is, um, I think it's a good chance it shows up here. they I believe they announced a Sony event last year so could be it'd be kind of weird seeing Street Fighter 6 and Tekken eight at the same thing but also it kind of make a lot of people really really uh, fantastic like a lot of people would freak right out about that so I think it'd be fun um, so pretty likely I would say and then oh this uh, humanity game it, it launches right into PS uh PS Plus, I believe the extra tier or something, and it's launching s- like soon. I think IGN's review just went up for it, so it's probably like next week or something. Um, I think it'll have something there just to be like, hey, don't forget about me, kind of thing. But if it's launching right in the, into a PlayStation Plus tier, it's, it's good chances it's going to be at the show that it's launching at you know, within the week of. Um, o- otherwise, we have some confirmed project uh here with aspire aspire was confirmed to be doing the star wars knights of the old republic remake um yeah star wars knights of the old republic remake was yeah that was aspire they got uh pulled off of it um reports were that they did a a vertical slice of the game so kind of like this is what it's all going to look like game and disney went and out the door they went and now embracer who owns aspire Uh, pulled them off of it and put Saber on it. So, I think it's dead, personally. Um, I I don't know if we ever see it. It's definitely not ready right now. Um, And then, you know, I've seen reports of other people saying, like, it's done. It's not going to come out. Like, it's in No Man's Land. It's up there with Beyond Good and Evil 2 and Half-Life 3. So, you know, we'll see. But, I don't think we ever see that. Ever. Um, Activision, amazingly enough, Activision Blizzard still, despite the fact that they're almost a Microsoft property, um, Activision Blizzard still has a co-marketing deal with Sony for Call of Duty. And traditionally, Sony has been going later in the year with their showcase, not earlier in the year. And uh, and then, so what happens is Call of Duty goes, okay, here's the trailer of what we're doing. You know, they, they just tweet it. They don't even have a show. They just put up a Twitter video and they put it out and then whatever shows come up they kind of jump in and go yeah this is what we're talking about and then at the sony show you get kind of like the the campaign trailer the the fun trailer right um i this year you know we were we were told call of duty's taking a year off and then we were told you know no they're not taking a year off there is a full call of duty release coming out this year it's just a, a quicker turnaround um, apparently this year, it's a Sledgehammer game. I believe it was Tom Henderson over at Insider Gaming that was talking about this. Um, it uh, takes place in the Modern Warfare universe. It's a Sledgehammer-made uh, game. And it's probably just a continuation. It's like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2.5 kind of mentality. So kind of a half-release. Do we see it? Good. We You know, this whole Sony PlayStation... So, uh, showcase happening earlier in the year than expected might throw off that marketing deal a little bit um that marketing arrangement rather that they've had you know they, they have that cadence of you know do a tweet do something Achilles thing and then show up a little bit later with uh with that um but it all depends entirely on if it, anything's ready whether it shows up there or not but it, I thought it was interesting to talk about that possibility of that um uh, changing up the, the routine um one thing i didn't make a slide for on that because yeah you know, we're back around all the way to the beginning here but one thing we didn't make a slide for that i was thinking would be um beneficial to talk about let me do the transition over to that there
1: um
0: was uh was this psvr2 stuff um because the sales have started picking up and things like that on it, there was some noticeable absences. I already kind of talked about a little bit of the uh, the Team of Asobi, the lack of an Astro Bot game, which, you know, that's VR, like that's kind of what you want to play in a VR game. Um, and Astro Bot games are usually shown to, you know, this is the hardware, this is how you use it. This is what the cool features are. Um, that being missing was kind of really weird. The other thing that was missing that I thought was really weird was half life. Alex, like the things on everything, but the PSVR 2 And I'm just wondering if maybe that deal wasn't done or the, uh, maybe the, you know, the game just wasn't at that stage yet of being able to be compatible. I, I don't know. I think it shows up here. Uh, If it doesn't show up here, it's never coming. like, it's now or never, so I think Half Life Alex needs to be at this show. Um, so I'll put that in there too.
1: As if it's not there, it's dead, it's dead in the water. So,
0: as far as that goes, um, any other things that are there, um, I think there's a possibility, and it's an interesting possibility, of, of maybe some custom hardware out of them. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, I'm not talking custom ps5s or anything like that but uh they just finally cracked the pro elite controller thing with the uh, DualSense edge um you know uh, microsoft has that really cool controller customization uh website where you can customize their controller even the elite controller now and i think that's really cool you can get your different sticks you can mix match your colors and all that stuff Um, Sony is trying to position itself as being the premium console, the the premium experience. They need to offer that and they need to get up there with it. So it'd be interesting to see that. I think we see some new hardware out of them in some form anyways. And by that I I mean peripherals. I don't mean we're going to see a PS5 Slim or something this year. Um, I think we see that. I don't think it's this year. I think it's next year. people are just finally starting to get their hands on these things. I don't think we just, you know, oh, by the Uh, way, here's the better one now, right? Give them a year at least with the thing. Um, The Sony handheld as well. It's been rumored. uh, That was another Tom Henderson leak, actually, I think at Insider Gaming. Um, Like, Nintendo's going to announce the Switch 2 or whatever you want to call it soon, like the next thing, and they're not going to deviate from that recipe, that handheld recipe or uh hybrid console recipe right like it's just worked too good for them um so you know we're going to get another handheld out of them the steam deck is just huge um the that new asus the ally uh handheld that supports it's what it's a windows based handheld that supports windows games and game pass and all that stuff Right. So it's it's time for PlayStation to re enter that market. Like they did really, really, really good with the PSP. They kind of shit the bed a bit with the PS Vita. It was good, but it could be better. Um I think they'd need to revisit that and go with it, but I don't think um I don't think what Tom Henderson leaked is what we really need. And what he was talking about was it's a handheld that basically streams your PS five library. So you have to have a PS5. Um, You know, I think there's a market for that. But I think what we really need is, you know, our own kind of unique thing. And, like, with the streaming of that library, it always needs an internet connection. It has no, you know, real native hardware support. Like, it's streaming it using remote play from your PS5. So it's not doing anything natively. It's not even relying on the cloud. It's just pulling it straight from your PS5 over your Wi-Fi connection. Um I don't think that's what is needed. I think there needs to be a true mobile, not this half step thing, but you know, we'll see what they do. Um I think there's going to be some PS Plus updates. Um they need to update the the library and the perk packages a little bit and tell us what's coming and what to expect out of them, um especially to that premium tier which feels like it's been neglected quite a bit. Um I'm a PS Plus premium subscriber and I'm just kind of like why am I really paying for the premium, if I didn't get a discount on it the last two years, I wouldn't have, but uh, I got a discount on it that made it the same price as the extra, so I was like, well, I'll just go for the premium, right, the extra was cheaper, too, like, but, you know, it was the same price as what the pre- extra was supposed to go for, so it made sense, Um, but I don't know if I would keep it for what you get out of it. So, it's like, you know, they got to justify that subscription. They got to justify that tier and show us the value for money. Um, This accessibility controller, as well, they've been showcasing that on on socials. Um, There was a couple days ago, they were all about it. It's time. Like, just put a price tag on it, put it on the shelf. Like, let us buy it. Um, You know, Microsoft has had their accessibility controller for quite a while. you know, Nintendo's just kind of like, whatever, you know, you get subtitles. But um, Sony needs, again, they're positioning themselves as that premium product that they need to do something with that. And so let's just stop pumping each other's tires and go, how great our adaptive controller is. Let's just ship it and get it out there, put a price on it and go. Um, so as far as that goes, that's kind of the the, sh- the show in a heartbeat. I do have a bit of a wish list of, of something I would love to see out of them. Um, you know, the one thing I think, I, I was thinking what would be the thing that this show has that would just make me, my heart stop and me go, oh my God, finally, or just jump up and go woo or, you know, start high-fiving people on the street randomly. And I think, um, I think what they need to do, and it makes perfect sense to me because I want it to happen, is they need to bring back SOCOM um, in a big way. Uh, SOCOM being a tactical shooter. Uh, you know, a lot of people love the the Tom Clancy games, and uh, the Division 2 is doing really well. Uh, you know, Sony kind of was really good at that with with SOCOM. Well, Zipper was really good at that with SOCOM. And uh, and they're looking for live service games. You know, you, you had that recipe. You had that recipe with SOCOM. You had a recipe for that with MAG, for crying out loud so let's out mag mag, let's have entire cities fighting against each other or whatever you could do, because what was that, 256 players in that? Like that was bananas on a PS3, that was bananas. Um, What could they do now? Like where's where's that mentality now? That's what I want to know, right? Let's just do it, let's put it together. Warhawk, another good example of something that would have been a great live service game, you know recipe was there. They need to maybe tweak some of the concepts behind it, but the recipe was there. Zipper's not even around anymore. Um, but that DNA is somewhere in there, and I really think they need to just find that DNA. Let's go with it and, and bring it back out. Um, and then something I want so desperately. You know, I want something. I want anything from the Uncharted universe. Uh, I love it. So you know, as I said earlier about Ben's studio working on that would be great. Uh, you know, you pick any one of these, these studios here and just say, hey, you're making a, a Uncharted game. I would be happy with that. So, um, and again, it does not need to be a Nathan Drake one. There's so many stories you could tell with that recipe, the recipe essentially being Indiana Jones and Tomb Raider and, you know, that kind of thing, but there, there's so much you could do with it with their witty storytelling and Um, and that, you know, pick another explorer, uh, you know, you you picked Sir Francis Drake, pick another one and, and Hollywood up his story and his history and, and do something fun and cool there.
1: Um, let's make it happen, right? You're not leaving that IP sitting there. Like that would be silly. Then again, you know, they also made that movie. So who knows? But that might not bode well for, for my wishes. Um so yeah, those are,
0: you know, my my big wishes. I asked my producer what she kind of felt like she would be really good. And she didn't really have anything kind of in the in the PlayStation specific, like a specific studio dream. But she was uh, saying that a um she really wants like an indie darling that does something different and kind of exciting, something in the left field. And Sony's usually really good at finding those indie games and putting them out there. So something like that I think would also be kind of really cool. Um, And the other thing that she wants is she wants a Dragon Quest Builders 3 from from Square Enix, and that could be something they would announce. Maybe here might, that might be more of a Switch thing, but, you know, Dragon Quest Builders 3 is, that would be fun. The first two games were really cool. And uh, kind of different. I know they're, you know, they're the farming, crafting
1: games, Minecraft-esque, but they did something a little unique there, and it was kind of fun. So it'd be fun to see. Um. So you know what opens the show? What's the show opener? What's the opening credits?
0: You know, we get the the PlayStation show countdown: the five, four, three, two, one,
1: and then the PlayStation splash is going to appear. and What studios after that? What's what do we see? I, big money's on Spider-Man 2. I think that would be probably the most cinematic way of opening it, the most big way of opening it. Here's Spider-Man 2. Here's the the elephant
0: in the room. Let's talk about it. We've been talking about Final Fantasy sixteen for a few weeks now, but let's... This is Spider-Man 2. Here's its thing. And then probably in the Final Fantasy Sixteen, But it could go the other way around. It all kind of depends there. Um, I think it's a long shot, but factions could also open it up. Um... No, we'll see, and then, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say Spider Man Two and Final Fantasy 16. There, it's a fifty-fifty shot with that, but likely Spider Man Two. Like, likely you want to open that with a Sony property and not a not a Square Enix property that's Sony exclusive, but just a Sony property. Um, yeah, long shot being Factions, and then the one more thing that they do, yeah. You know, the The last trailer of the sh- of the show the the thing that's like oh geez and gets everybody in the audience screaming and
1: you know happens right. Um, I think that's gotta be Wolverine at this point. Like, I think if you lead with
0: Spider Man Two and close out with Wolverine, you got yourself a, a pretty good show, especially if that release date for Wolverine's like first half of twenty four, um, which could be, right. I don't know, but it kind of lines up with their announced schedule. It kind of lines up with their past release schedule for games. um, and, and Insomniac's Magic, as I said before, they're wizards. And they constantly produce really above-quality games. Like, there's AAA, and then there's where Insomniac seems to always be. And uh, super impressive games that are always fun. Very seldom is there any game-breaking bugs in them at, at launch, which is, you know, you can't say that for almost anything anymore. So I I think there if anybody's possible, if anybody is capable of pulling off, you know, the one-two punch of Spider-Man and Wolverine, I think it's them. And I think if you close out with Wolverine, that would be, if if you have that
1: trailer available, let's do it. Let's do it that way. I think that's a smart way to do it.
0: Um, A long shot, though. You know, they they bring back a favorite IP, right? So, like, you know, the long shot would be that that solid snake, you know, doing one of his lines, and then you get the the trailer for salt, uh, Snake Eater, um, or you get Uncharted, or something like that. I think they gotta close out again with a Sony IP. I don't see them closing with
1: another company's IP, but. You know, I could be wrong too, but I think I think it's going to have to be another established IP that is a fan favorite. Like you could even pull a Sly Cooper out of your hat,
0: you know, um, or an Infamous or something. But I I, I doubt that would be coming out of you know. I don't think Sucker Punch is going to start visiting back those IPs as much as they probably want to to some degree i think it's all hands on deck with Ghost too so yeah, we'll see uh we'll kind of see how that pans out i am excited though for them to get into kind of the future of uh of what they're going to announce right into into this next phase this next year of, of gaming is going to be really fun and not just out of sony but out of uh, microsoft and see what Nintendo has up their sleeves. You know, we don't know very much about what Nintendo has now that Tears of the Kingdom has come out, so that'll be interesting. Um, so we're going to talk a lot more about those things coming up in the next uh, next episode. Um, so the next episode, which is technically the first episode, is, coming, is going to be releasing Friday. Um, we're going to do a Friday night. We're going to recap the events of the PlayStation showcase and then we're going to talk about the week's events and news and and other things and other storylines. Um, we are not a PlayStation exclusive podcast. We are an everything podcast and, uh, and we don't do the fanboy thing. We don't do any of that stuff. So I really hope uh, you enjoy it and you come along. Um, if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to leave them in the comments or send them to me on Twitter, any of that stuff. So again, um, You know all of our handles are here on the screen, so you know be don't be afraid to uh, to do that. And as I say, it says right here, Warren and Amanda, Um, Amanda being my producer, she'll be on on the actual full episode once we're ready to roll. So I believe that is it. Um, Other than that, my credits. I want to say thank you to Captive Portal for the use of our theme music. You can get more from Captive Portal on the Free Music archi- Archive. The link is in the description and at the end of the show here. Um, I want to say thank you to Jason Shaw from Audionautics.com for the use of our outro music. You can get more from uh, Jason Shaw at Um, The Amerind Studios name and logo as well as the well-played name and logo are all trademarks of Ameren's, uh Studios. All video games and other media content are the trademark of their respective owners and are used under fair use. This podcast is produced by Warren Curtis with support from Amanda Curtis. And with that, thank you, and we will see you next
1: time.